brilliant women. How are you? Welcome to the Study, Apply, Thrive podcast. I am Vita Cash, your host. I am the co-pastor and first lady at Flow Church, and I am so happy to spend this time with you. We are in January of 2022, and I hope that you are having an absolutely fantastic new year. Um, Let's get into the Word of God. So go ahead and grab your tea, your journal, a pen, and your Bible, and let's have fun talking about the Word of God. Hey, ladies, I am so glad to spend this time with you. And and we're in January of 2022, and I don't know when you're going to actually listen to this, but even if it's not in January, the Word is always applicable And at the beginning of this year, I gave the ladies of Flow Church, all the brilliant women, a challenge. And it was called, and it is called rather, the Be Still Challenge. And I just challenged all the women to take at least 15 minutes a day, 15 continuous minutes to just sit quietly before the Lord. Not praying, not journaling, not reading the word, not worshiping, not singing, not praising, not sleeping, not eating doing nothing but just sitting before the Lord. And some of the feedback that I've gotten is, this is hard. (laughs) It is hard because most of us are accustomed to going before the Lord in prayer or spending time with the Lord by studying the word or listening to the word that you're doing right now or making your petitions known to him or praising and worshiping him. But the idea of just sitting still before the Lord the combination of being still and being quiet has proven to be just quite that a challenge for many people. And it's because we are conditioned to live by our, our planners. And this is not a knock on planners. I'm a planner as a girl. I open up my planner every day. I sit on Sunday night and I plan out my week for the, um, I make plans for the week. So I, I'm a person who enjoys a planner. But most of us are so accustomed to living by that planner that we don't know what to do with empty time. It needs to be either I'm resting or I'm watching television or I'm catching up on emails or text messages. We see it as idle time. One thing that the Lord has shown me is that there is so much power and so much benefit for you as a woman of faith, learning how to just sit quietly in his presence. And I'm going to show that to you today. And a lot of times people will ask me, well, Pastor Vita, you're so busy. You homeschool, you co-pastor, you're the director of women's ministry. You're involved in a community organization. You do all this stuff. How do you manage your time? I am not the one to ask that. Time management is not a strong suit for me. I get it done, but sometimes I don't get it done as efficiently as I can. I'm just being very transparent as efficiently as I can because time management is not my greatest suit. But one thing that I have learned and it has been very effective for me and it has been very beneficial for me is how to sit before the Lord. And there's something powerful that happens in your life when you learn how to value just having quiet time before the Lord. And I want to share that with you today because I believe that you are going to experience some absolutely wonderful things this year. 
If you've been attending Flow Church and if you've been listening to what Pastor Russell has been teaching about praying in Holy Spirit, there is nothing but good that comes out of spending time praying in Holy Spirit. Nothing but goodness. And all of the things that you've been believing for, you're going to begin to see a manifestation of those things. And you don't want to become overwhelmed by the blessing that God gives you because you don't know how to properly appropriate your time. And again, this teaching is not about time management. But it is about what the one thing that I know you can do to maximize your time, to maximize your days, to increase your endurance, to increase your strength. All of that comes from you learning how to sit quietly before the Lord. And again, I don't want you praying during this time. I don't want you meditating during this time. Well, you can meditate. Yeah, you can meditate. But no, no worshiping, no talking, just sitting quietly thinking about the goodness of God, thinking about how grateful you are, thinking about his scriptures, thinking about the promises, just identifying and connecting with who God is. And this is not a clear your mind kind of thing. I want you to pick a scripture and meditate on it or pick a promise and meditate on it, but you're not doing anything but just sitting and waiting, waiting for what, Pastor Vita? I don't know. I don't know what you're waiting for. I know that you're waiting for God to do something. Now, it may be for him to speak to your heart. It may be for him to heal your heart. It may be for him to give you direction. It may be just for you to feel his presence so that you can remember that you are greatly loved. It could be a lot of things, but learning how to do that is the strength that you need. It's going to be better than caffeine. It's going to be better than um, the endorphins that you get when you work out. And somebody said, praise the Lord. Don't run too far with that. I still went to the workout. Hallelujah. <laughs> if I to say if I sit before the Lord, I don't need to work out. No, you still need to work out. You still need to take care of your simple, take care of your body. But it's going to be something that's going to be so great and so wonderful that happens in your life when you learn how to do that. And if we're, we're on day uh, 11 of this challenge, if you're just hearing this for the first time, you can start today and do 30 days. But what I really want to see happen is for this to become a lifestyle for you, for you to just learn how to sit before the Lord. And it becomes a daily activity that you're willing to uh, cancel a lunch date, that you're willing to not watch a television show until you get in this quiet time with God. So open up your Bible to um, Isaiah chapter 40. And I should have had my Bible open because I knew we were going here. I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 40. And I want you to look at verse 28. At the beginning of the year, many of us spend time reviewing our goals, setting goals, making plans. And Pastor Russell has been talking about this year of before you get to the point that you're doing that for you to develop the heart of being an accomplisher or to being, to being a finisher, that you just develop the habit and the mentality that instead of me being a professional planner, I'm going to be a professional finisher. And I want to finish all the things that I do, all the things that I start. I want to be a finisher. I want to complete some things. But there are so many opportunities. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about y'all. That I start a project, and I'm not talking about a big project like write another devotional or plan another conference or lose uh, 50 pounds. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just doing the laundry. You know, I will start the laundry, and it is a miraculous event if I put the clothes in the washing machine and the dryer, fold and put away all in the same day. 
that is like a miraculous event for me. But after listening to Pastor Russell Minister, I'm like, that shouldn't be a miraculous thing. It should just be commonplace. It should be commonplace for me to load the dishwasher, run the dishwasher and empty the dishwasher all in the same day. It should be um, a commonplace thing for me to go to the grocery store, get the groceries, put away all the groceries, not just the, the perishable ones. I put the perishable ones away, but sometimes those paper towels, they sit for a minute, you know, <laughs> it, that, that, but that is a mentality that it's okay for me to half do an assignment. It's okay for me to half clean out the car or half clean out the closet or only keep the living room clean or only now I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about somebody else, <laughs> but only. And so we have to develop the attitude of a finisher. And one thing that stops us from doing that is because you are all brilliant women. You are wise and you show forth the light of Christ. You are brilliant women and God is giving you great ideas and great businesses to start. And he wants to promote you at your current company. And he wants you to speak three languages and he wants you to read 29 books. And he wants you to do some of the things that God has put in your heart. It's just us talking can be very overwhelming, just the thought of it. Just the great magnitude of the vision that God is giving you. It's just like, oh, I know I can't get all this done by myself. I know I'm going to need the help of God. I know I'm going to need other people around me. And that's good because God has not called you to do anything by yourself. Everything that he's called you to do, he wants you to do it with someone else. But sometimes just the thought of the magnitude of it can become tiring for you. You can be like, oh Lord, I'm going to get as much done as I can, but I can't finish this by myself because we can get tired in our minds. The Bible says that we can um, faint and be weary in our own minds. And so here in Isaiah chapter 40, I'm going to start at verse 28. It says, has thou not known, I'm reading from the King James today, has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the young shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so here is Isaiah saying that God understands that there's going to be opportunities in your life and mine for us to get weary, for us to get tired, for us to feel overwhelmed, for us to feel consumed, for us just to not feel like I don't have it in me to do all that causes all that God has called me to do. I don't have it in me to complete all this stuff. I just don't have it in me. And sometimes that that feeling like I don't have it in me to finish will sometimes stop us from even starting. But look at verse 31. He says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength or be refreshed and they shall walk and not get weary. They shall run and not faint and they shall mount up like the wings of an eagle. But then look at verse uh, chapter 41, verse one. It says, keep silent before the Lord, O islands, and let the people renew their strength. Let them come near. Let them speak. Let them speak. Let us come near together to judgment. 
So you have to sometimes keep reading just because there's a, a new chapter doesn't mean that the thought of the prophet was finished because the punctuation and things like that of the Bible were added later. So sometimes you have to read the verse above and the, the verse behind. So in verse 31, it says, let us wait upon the Lord. And then in verse uh, one of chapter 41, it says, let us keep silent before the Lord. So there is a anointing, there's a power, there's a refreshing, there is just an empowerment when we learn how to wait before the Lord. And waiting means just sitting and waiting. And I know so many of us who like, I don't like to wait on people. I hate when people are late. I hate when I got to wait on people. Don't make me wait on you. I don't want anybody waiting on me. I'm always on time. So we are always considerate about the idea of someone waiting on us or about the idea of us waiting on other people. And there's usually a negative connotation. And that connotation can be translated over to God because we feel like, well, I'm going to wait for my blessing. I know that, you know, it may take a while, but I'm going to buy a house and it may take a while, but my healing is going to, uh, going to fully manifest. It may take a while, but I'm going to have children. It may take a while, but I'm going to get out of debt or I'm going to increase my, my credit score, or I'm going to be a philanthropic woman and be able to write 10 and $20,000 checks um, at my discretion. It may take a while. And so we're willing to wait on the blessing of God, but many of us have not been conditioned to wait on the presence of God. And now we know that Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. We know that. And we know that God said he is always with us, that he will never leave us and never forsake us. And we know that because we're New Testament believers, that God is always with us. But sometimes we need to be able to hear the voice of God. We need to be able to feel his tangible touch. We need to be able to feel his presence. And that requires us being still before the Lord. It requires us being able to wait. So as you're listening to this podcast, if I were just to stop talking for a minute, some of your devices would turn off because some electronic devices are conditioned that if there's no activity, that it automatically cuts off. Um, we have a television in our home that um, if you're if you don't change the channel enough, it'll have a message that comes across and says, are you still waiting? Because there hasn't been no, not. Are you still waiting? Are you still watching? Because there hasn't been any activity. Um, if you have on an electronic smartwatch and you stop moving, it says, are you still working out or are you still walking? And it'll just automatically cut off. And so some of us cut off our patience, cut off our expectation, cut off our, our anticipation to spend quality time with God when we don't feel him do something immediately. And we have to learn how to wait because that waiting and that ability to wait on God lets it communicates to our spirit that he's worth the wait, that it is something beneficial that I know is going to happen. And right here in um, Isaiah, it says that we shall be refreshed. It says that we will be renewed. It says that our strength will come and that we'll be able to walk and run and not get weary and not faint. And then in verse one of 41, it says, keep silent before the Lord O Israel and let the people renew their strength. And so there's a way that we can renew our strength simply by sitting still before the Lord. Now, when we first started this challenge, I had people say, oh, I fell asleep. 
I had people say, I didn't know what to do with myself. And one person said that 15 minutes felt like 15 hours. I had one person who I appreciated this, and this is a great strategy. They said I had to build up to it. It took the first day I had to do five minutes and I had to build up to that because just the idea of sitting still and waiting on God is something that we just are not accustomed to. But women of God, it is a life skill that you will greatly benefit from having when you learn how to just wait. It causes you to relinquish control. It causes you to submit to God's presence. It causes you to value God's presence and God's move. It causes you to say to yourself, everything else can wait. Instead of making God wait, everything else is going to wait. It causes you to say, it's okay if I'm not busy every hour of the day. I'm not being lazy. I'm not being idle. I'm not being non-productive. I am waiting before the Lord. I'm spending quality time with God. I'm allowing my mind to be refreshed and renewed because I'm thinking about the scriptures. I'm thinking about that God said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. In those peaceful places in our lives, that's when God restores us. That's when God builds us up. And sometimes we have to create those spaces just by saying, I need a minute. And going into a quiet place and just sitting still before the Lord. Not asking him for anything. Not making any petitions. Just sitting still and feeling his presence and knowing that God is with you and Okay, let's look over um, at uh, Psalms 46. Psalms 46. I hope this is good to you. Psalms 46 and look at verse 8. It says, come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolation he hath made in the earth. He makes wars to cease and to end of he makes wars to cease until the ends of the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cuts the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariots into fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the brethren. I will exalt in the I will be exalted in the earth. So it says that God causes wars to cease. He causes weapons to be broken. He causes chariots or things charging at us to burn in their place. Be still and know that I am God. So when there are fires and wars and weapons being thrown at us, the Bible says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, we have the ability to condemn it. So when there is a war going on in your mind or a war going on in your finances or a war going on in your marriage, when there are weapons and lies and things like that being thrown up against you, when it feels like chariots are coming against you, it says that God has the ability and the track record to stop all of those things. And what your position is, is be still. Just be still and let God do his thing. Be still and let God heal. Be still and let God deliver. Be still and let God destroy anything that's coming at you. What we tend to do is when things happen, our first response is, let me do a faith confession. Uh, let me call my study group leader. Let me call the intercessory prayer team. Let me sow a seed. Let me do this. Let me do that. And it's not that we're not doing faith acts. Those faith acts are great. But our first form, of, our very first action has to be just be still before the Lord. 
just be still before the Lord. Because just like Pastor Russell was saying the other day, there was a famine in the land. And for the father, God told the famine, the, the father to leave the land during the famine, but God told the son to sow into the land. And so before we spring into action, when we have a war in our life, or we have a weapon in our life, or we have a chariot in our life, just be still and allow yourself to be refreshed first and knowing that God's going to take care of it. But in that stillness, in that silence, God's going to tell you what to do. Sometimes we go to God in prayer and we tell him we want to do. God, I know your word says, and Father God, I know, and God, I know, and God, you're going to move by your mighty power, and God, you're going to do this, and you're going to raise up an army, and you're going to do this, and God, I know, and God, you're going to do, and God, you just told God the whole plan. (laughs) You told God the whole plan of how he's going to move and what he's going to do, and you have it all mapped out in your mind, and then you take your your petition to God and ask God to bless the plan that you've come up with. Versus coming to God, sitting still, being silent and allowing him to minister the plan to you. And that's a very different strategy because the plan that God's going to give you is not going to be overwhelming for you. It's not going to feel like a burden for you. The Bible says, Jesus says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so if the strategy that you have to deal with the war or the famine or the fire or the weapons in your life If those plans seem exhausting to you, it may be because you came up with the plan yourself and asked God to bless it versus allowing God to speak to you a blessed plan. And the way that you get to the point that you can know the blessed plan and know that it's from God is you have to condition yourself to be able to sit before the Lord. Remember when Jesus was uh, preparing for the end of his earthly ministry to go to the cross, he would go into places of solitude all the time. It said that he would go off to a solitude place. He would go off to a place by himself. He would go and fast because he had to get away from everything else and just be still before the Lord by himself. He would tell his disciples, you stay here and watch and pray. I'm going to go a little bit further off. So there was a place that even his closest friends and his closest companions couldn't always go with him because he was showing us and demonstrating for us the benefit of being still before the Lord by ourselves. And so as you're planning for this year and you're looking at your goals and you're doing all that, I want you to just sit before God and just allow God to say, yes, I like goal one. Yes, I like goal two. Nope. I didn't tell you to do goal three. Goal three sounds good. Goal three sounds not noble. Goal three sounds like it's faith-filled, but it's faith-filled for someone else. I never told you to do that. And then you have to be willing to let that plan go because everything that we want to do this year, we want it to be birthed out of a relationship with God. We don't want to just come up with things outside of God and then bring them to him and ask him to bless us. We want those things to originate on the inside of us from us spending time with him. And then we'll know that it's already blessed from the beginning because it originated with him. And so learning how to be still is so vital. It will be refreshing to you. Look at uh, Psalms 37 and verse 7. And I'm going to read this in the English Standard Version. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the ones who prosper in his will or over the man who carries out evil devices. It says, be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him and mind your business. <laughs> okay. 
I'm going to read again what it actually says. It says, fret not yourself over the ones who prosper in his way or over the man who carries out evil devices. So whether people are living for God and doing things um, and prospering because they're following God's way, or if there are people doing evil and doing things that go against the word of God, he said, fret not yourself over any of that. Mind your business. Sit before the Lord, wait patiently before him and mind your business. Sometimes we judge our lives and what we should be doing based on what everybody else is doing. We jump on social media. I'm not bashing social media. I think it's a great way to stay connected with people. It's a great way to be exposed to things that maybe you didn't know existed. I am not a um, social media basher, but I do want you to know that people put the best of themselves on social media most of the time. You know, when you see celebrities and things like that, a lot of times it took 60 tries to get that perfect selfie. Um, you, you don't know what all came into, uh, what all went into getting that post together. So don't ever model yourself after what other people are doing on social media. And so he says, don't fret yourself over the people who are prospering. Don't feel like, oh, she and I both started working in the government at the same time. And now she's a SES and I'm still a GS9. Even though she's a woman of faith and that's the way that God took her, that doesn't mean that that's what God wants to do in your life. Don't fret over it. It's none of your business. He says, and then don't look at other people and say, oh my goodness, they're so evil. I can't believe they don't serve the Lord. I can't believe that they're dishonoring God. I can't believe, mind your business. Don't fret over that. He said, for you to be still and know that he's God, for you to be still and wait patiently for him, knowing that during those times, you're going to be refreshed in your spirit. You're going to be renewed. You're going to walk and not get tired. You're going to run and not faint. And you're going to be able to soar up above because God's going to give you wings of evil, uh, wings like eagles. Now, during that time of being quiet, God may tell you to pray for some of those people. He may tell you to a start a profit, a nonprofit uh, organization to address some of the issues that you see. But he's saying, don't come to him fretting about those things. You just be still. You just wait patiently for him. And so I'm going to give you about five benefits of waiting patiently for the Lord or being so before the Lord. Um, and I think the biggest one is that it will train you that you don't have to have an answer for everything. Because you're coming to God's presence to be still and to be quiet. You're not coming to unload. You're not coming to pour out. You're going to do that in prayer. This is something separate from prayer. Prayer is an active conversation with you and God. Being still is when you're allowing him to refresh you and restore your soul. But you learning how to be quiet and just sit will train you that you don't have to have an answer or a response to everything. And so when you're in a situation that's cantankerous or you're in a situation that's uh, confrontational, you don't always have to have an answer. You don't always have to have a response. You don't always have to address everything. There are some things that you can literally look at and see and keep your mouth shut because you'll condition yourself that I don't always have to be busy. I don't always have to have something to say. And that is a wonderful thing because then you don't have to worry about saying things that you don't mean or you don't have to worry about making commitments that you really didn't have the capacity to, to fulfill. That you can just sit and be quiet and not get involved with everything. That stillness is a blessing to you, not a curse. That you can just be still. The second benefit of you learning to be still is that it will condition you to know 
that your mental and emotional health is a priority. Sometimes we are stressed out because we're simply doing too much and we're doing too much because we're fretting over the people who are prospering in God's way. We see everybody else buying a house, so we need to buy a house. We see people buying a bigger house, so we need to buy a bigger house. We see people doing marathons, so we're going to do a marathon. We see people giving to the homeless, so we're going to give to the homeless. We see people renewing their vows, so we're going to renew our vows. And sometimes we stress ourselves out because we feel like we need to always be doing something. But just learning how to sit still before the Lord allows you to to just put your mental and emotional health as a priority. I don't always have to be doing something. If I'm mentally tired, it's okay for me to sit. If I'm emotionally tired, it's okay for me to sit. It's okay for me to step away and take a moment that's just for me and God. I don't have to indulge in everything. I don't have to be a part of every conversation because my mental and my emotional health matters. God said, be of sound mind. And sometimes me learning how to be still before the Lord will help me have a sound mind. It will also teach you benefit number three. It will teach you how to slow down. We do not have to move at the speed of light. And I know that we live in a society where everything moves so fast. We don't have to do that. There's no requirement for us to move fast. We want to be efficient and not necessarily quick. Now, if you could be efficient and quick, then okay. But it's more important for you to be efficient, for you to use your time wisely, for you to work smarter, not harder. And developing a lifestyle that you have at least 15 minutes a day of doing nothing but just enjoying God's presence, that will teach you to slow down. You don't, it's okay if you only read 10 books this year instead of 20, if the 10 that you read, you read with understanding and it blesses you. It's okay if you only read one verse a day instead of one chapter a day. If you read that verse with understanding and it blesses you, you don't have to be busy moving fast all of the time. And then the last benefit, and this is just the last one I'm giving today. There's so many benefits is that you will develop a greater sense of intimacy with God, that you'll look forward to spending this time with him where it becomes your true refuge. We talk about being in the presence of God, just being under the shadow of his wing, you'll learn that this stillness is that place that no matter what goes on in those Zoom meetings, what goes on with virtual school and all virtual school with your kids, what's going on with all this stuff, I know that I have a resting place in my father and it's not when I get to heaven, it's not in the suite by and by, it's in my closet, it's in my bedroom, it's in my dining room, it's in my morning room, it's in my basement, It's in my car where I just sit quietly before the Lord. And when I do that, I have a promise, not a myth, not a hope. I have a promise that I can leave there with my soul refreshed, with me being renewed, with me being restored, simply because I found a quiet space to be before the Lord. And there's no dollar you can put on that. They're just being able to be of sound spirit and mind and feeling that intimacy with the Lord. There's nothing that you could do. uh, There's nothing, no price you could put on that. It is such a benefit. So if you have not started the Be Still Challenge, start it today. And even if you're listening to this in May or June or July, start it today and make it. We're starting with 30 days, but I want it to become a a lifestyle for you that you just have a lifestyle of sitting before the Lord and being still and being quiet. 
Now, during those times, God may download some good information to you. And after that 15 minutes, you'll pull out your journal or pull out your electronic recorder or your phone or your iPad or whatever. And you may want to take notes on um, everything that God tells you during that time. But but don't don't write while he's talking. Just give God your full attention. You ever talk to somebody and instead of them just giving you their full their full attention, they're fiddling around on their phone or they're checking text messages or they're doing their hair or they're looking around the room or they're adjusting their contact lenses or putting on their makeup or putting on the area. No, just give God your full attention. And, and you might say, well, I don't want to forget what he says. Anything that he says to you is going to be so profound. You won't forget. You're only sitting there for 15 minutes. And when he's finished speaking, then you pick up your journal, or your electronic device, and you make a note of what he's saying. But you want to give God your full attention, just like God gives us his full attention when we come to him. God is not distracted when we come to him. He gives us his full attention and we want to do the same. Well, I hope that you are enjoying this challenge. I hope that you can just feel the presence of God even more and that you're developing more intimacy with him. You're learning how to slow down. You're learning that you don't have to give an answer to everything and you're putting a priority on your mental and emotional health. I love you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out with me. Um, again, I'm recording this in early January at the end of the month, the fourth uh, Wednesday of this month. We're going to have a vision board party at live.flow-church.tv. And so if you're not on our mailing list, get on our mailing list so you can find out all about that. Uh, we want you to be there. It's January 26th, Wednesday, January 26th at seven o'clock. We're going to vision board party. So all the things that God is downloading to you right now through the Be Still Challenge, you'll be able to put it to put some vision to it um, at the end of the month. And we'll do that together. Join us this Sunday and every Sunday at live.flow.tv dash church dot tv either at 8 a.m or 6 8 a.m 10 a.m or 6 30 p.m um, for one of our wonderful services where either pastor russell or i will be ministering the word of god or a guest speaker or one of our elders or one of our ministry leaders anybody at the church can uh, minister the word of god because they're all powerhouses any leader praise the lord um, they're all powerhouses and if you have not received jesus as your lord and savior we want you to do that simply by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth to Jesus, Lord, you can reach out to us and we'll walk you through that process because we are here to advance the kingdom, to draw thousands unto Jesus Christ. And we want to have the opportunity to do that with you today. Well, have a great day. Continue to be still before the Lord. I will talk to you in about two weeks and I will see you at the end of the month for our vision board party. I love you. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.